A major development in the Justice Department's investigation into Trump's handling of classified documents. According to the New York Times, Trump specifically told Molly Michael, his former assistant, to play dumb if she was questioned by federal officials about the boxes of sensitive documents stashed at Mar-a-Lago. And we understand the words, uh, according to a person briefed in her comments, the New York Times says the specific words he used were, you don't know anything about the boxes. And that's what he told his assistant. You don't know anything about them. Well, of course, these are those same boxes that you've seen pictures of so many times, right, that were openly stored in a ballroom and, of course, in a bathroom. Now, Molly Michael worked for Trump in the White House and in his post-presidential office, and she also reportedly is telling investigators that Trump would give her to-do lists, uh, sometimes just, you know, written on documents that when she looked at them, she realized were marked classified. This is also according to the New York Times report here uh, that I've got in my hand. Now, it's unclear what those classified documents were about. We don't know that at this point. We do, of course, know that Trump kept documents about the U.S. nuclear program, plans for attacks, uh, and more in those boxes. I want to go out front now straight to Trump White House attorney Ty Cobb. And Ty, uh, appreciate your taking the time to be with me. So again, the quote here, Molly Michael, former assistant to Donald Trump, tells investigators, quote, you don't know anything about the boxes. What do you hear when you hear those words? I hear Trump, you know, really for the first time in terms of the way this evidence is rolled out, you know, speaking in the terms of a mob boss, um, you know, giving a direct order uh, to somebody that he probably should have no reason to believe um, you know, would lie for him, uh, but expecting her to do so. Uh, it's not like, you know, Nada who would do anything for him and, you know, other people who is, whose loyalty he, you know, uh, had procured or never doubted. Uh, you know, Molly, uh, very highly regarded uh, person, very loyal to the president, but uh, there's a difference between loyalty and, you know, breaking the law, and that's not, that's not a line she was going to cross. Uh, so it, it really is Trump, um, you know, directly ordering uh, obstruction, uh, and that will certainly be um, helpful to enhance the uh, the credibility of others who will testify about uh, the obstruction, like Mr. Tavares, uh, with regard to the destruction the of the videos. And let me ask you about that. I want to ask you another question about about um, Molly Michael, but but let me ask you about that too, because Mr. Tavares is the IT manager who ostensibly, uh, you know, who had originally, uh, you know, stood by the former president. And then uh, when he switched uh, legal representation, said that his story had changed. Uh, and he said that the property manager at Mar-a-Lago asked him at Trump's request to delete the security footage uh, requested by the Department of Justice without moving those boxes. Um, so let me just ask you, Ty, that was... Um, obviously, he switched attorneys and switched his story, but he also said the property manager asked him at Trump's request. This reporting from Molly Michael doesn't have somebody told me at Trump's request. There's no buffer. This, there's no buffer, yeah, right? This no is buffer. Trump says you don't know anything about the boxes directly to her. So does this move the needle from the reporting that is already, uh, the facts already out there from Mr. Tavares? Yes, I think this underscores, though, what we've talked about, which is, you know, you know, what what Jack Smith says in the indictment is not the only evidence that he has. Mm. You know, he's got layers and layers of credible support for each of the allegations in the indictment. And this certainly 
uh, enhances, um, um, you know, the obstruction counts, uh, but it also enhances the, the um, because of her reference to the uh, uh, classified note cards on which you would doodle instructions to her, you know, enhances the recklessness and the uh, total disregard he had for the, uh, uh, you know, uh, confidentiality of classified can I ask you about the, that? Because I know you think that's significant. In the reporting, it talks about it, um, that he would write notes to himself on documents that he gave her listing tasks he wanted done. I'm, I'm quoting from um, Maggie Haberman and Alan Fuhrer's report in the New York Times. She later realized that in some cases, the documents had classified markings. Um, so, right. so it's, and you do think this is significant? I think that's very, yeah, I do. And I, I think it's, I think you're going to see, there will be other leaks like this. Um, you know, I don't know who leaked this to whom, uh, but the reality is, um, you know, as the evidence comes out and more and more will come out as motions are filed, et cetera, et cetera, I think you will see um, that the, the indictment, detailed as it is, uh, is, is far from a complete accounting of the evidence that they have uh, to pursue the former president. Does this change anything in, in the former president's legal legal team's eyes or in his eyes about, I mean, and obviously I know well, those two things well, are very different it, about where they stand. Yeah, I think it, it, it should. Now they were aware of it probably because they had already received discovery probably to this effect. Uh, but, um, you know, for example, there's a pending motion um, to uh, partially gag uh, Trump in the, uh, in the DC case by Jack Smith. You know, this, this is the kind of evidence that buttresses the necessity for partially gagging him because it is a direct uh, it's a direct instance of intimidation and you know instructions to violate the law uh, and that's that's part of what they're concerned about is you know the intimidation of witnesses um, as well as the, the poisoning of a jury pool so I think this enhances that motion um, I think there will be other evidence that will be used in in the hearing on that issue uh, that will um, that will come out and also reinforce uh, the necessity of um, imposing a partial gag order. All right, Ty Cobb, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. And and on the back Always of Always nice to be with you, Aaron. Thank you, you, dear. You too, Ty. And when it when it comes to uh, the, the impact of this on other cases, Ty is talking, of course, about also what it might mean for the DOJ case uh, right now in Washington. I want to bring in Chris Timmons now, former prosecutor in Georgia. Chris, uh, you, obviously, you've talked a lot about the Fulton County probe. Could this new reporting uh, from the New York Times, uh, obviously, specifically uh, that his uh, Trump's former assistant uh, saying that Trump said to her, "You don't know anything about the boxes." Could that um, have impact on the special uh, on the case of Fulton County? Absolutely, Aaron. I, I think it's got three possibilities of coming in. One, the least likely is a reindictment, including these as you know, additional predicate acts and further into the conspiracy. I don't think it fits quite that neatly. Second, it could be brought in and there'd have to be a motion filed under what's referred to as similar acts, that it's that it's it's close to it, or even brought in as maybe kind of a distant part of the RICO scheme, but under a motion under what we refer to as evidence rule 404B. And then the third one, Aaron, I think the I think the former president is going to take the opportunity to testify in the Georgia case. I really do. A number of people uh, think that he's not going to. I think he's not going to miss that opportunity to be on every television in the entire world. And if he does testify, Aaron, then at mm -hmm. that point it comes in as impeachment evidence. It could show that he lacks credibility and that he's dishonest. Um, so I think it's coming in under one of those two ways. I think most likely the second or third. Uh, but again, I think he's going to testify. And if he does, he's going to hear about that on his cross-examination.
Right. And of course, we should remind everyone, right, testify when you say here in front of the world. I mean, literally so, of course, because the the the, the hearings in the case in Georgia would be televised. Uh, when it comes to the case uh, here and the specific report from the New York Times that Molly Michael, the former assistant to uh, then President Trump, reportedly says Trump told her to play dumb and said, quote, you don't know anything about the boxes. Uh, and that was was after he was uh, was president when he was in Mar-a-Lago. She still was working for him. Uh, also, those notes that he would write on documents that he gave her and she then noticed that some of those were marked classified. As a former prosecutor, when you look at this and this latest reporting, how significant is it? So, Aaron, in every case, there's going to be a point during trial where a trial is won and lost. I don't know if the former president will testify in Florida. If he does, that's probably the point where the trial is won and lost. But if it isn't, it's this witness. She's the key witness. She's She, has, she doesn't have a prior inconsistent statement where she said something happened right. that didn't. So she makes a much stronger witness. And on top of that, you know, she's got just damning information. I mean, this is a, a smoking gun. And so I think what we're going to see here is when this case goes to trial, if it goes to trial, her testimony, particularly her direct, and more importantly, her cross-examination, is going to be the key to whether the former president is convicted. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you.